You're listening to Unfolding Stories, a podcast dedicated to true stories of God's work in people's lives as told by the people who experience them. This episode, we hear the truly remarkable story of Jesse Bradley, a former professional soccer player turned pastor who found God in constant pursuit of him. This was especially prevalent during a traumatic 10-year fight with a debilitating disease. Jesse's health issues turned his life upside down, but ultimately led him to a new life with the Lord. Hi, my name is Jesse. This is my unfolding story. You know, for me, the journey started out with uh, no faith. I didn't believe in God. I never went to church growing up, never read the Bible. I didn't know much about Jesus. And so my parents got divorced when I was seven years old, and that was brutal uh, because they were the pillars of my life. And I still remember uh, my dad leaving, moving out of state, and life totally changed. I had a huge void in my life and a lot of pain at that point. I went to some counselors, but there wasn't much healing. And so I poured my life into grades, friends, and sports. And those were uh, an outlet for me. I enjoyed sports. I worked hard at school. always had a lot of friends. And so through high school, that was kind of my life summed up. And then when I went to college, it was Dartmouth College on the East Coast. I got a, a scholarship. I played soccer there. I was a goalkeeper. And my freshman year, I took a class, Introduction to World Religions. I wasn't seeking God at all. And it was just to take a class. It was a distributive, but it was an interesting class. And it started to raise questions in my mind. One of the most uh, important pieces of that experience was that the professor assigned the Bible. Now, we read a lot of different texts, religious texts, but the Bible stood out to me as different from the other ones. He wasn't a Christian, or at least he was undermining the scripture at different points, but I was reading the Gospel of John. It was a simple assignment for me. And reading God's Word is so powerful. The Bible is truly living and active. And it started to change my life, and I started to get a picture of who God is. And I was drawn to God. I was drawn to Jesus. And so at that same time, I met a man named Mike who was on the track team. He was in my dormitory, and we started to talk about God. And he answered so many of my questions. We started to look at the Bible together. I think it was scary for him to share his faith, but... You know, he was obviously asking God for help, and he turned out to be the person that God brought into my life to introduce me to Jesus. So it was really the combination of the classroom and studying the Bible for the first time, and then also uh, my friend Mike. And I still was not going to put my trust in Jesus for a year, but my sophomore year, when I did put my trust in the Lord, what stood out to me and made Christianity unique is this grace So many other religions are striving and performing and trying to climb or be morally good enough to be accepted by God, but Christianity is the opposite. It's that God comes to us. He loves us before we love him. He he pursues us, and he's interested in us before we ever seek him. And grace means it's an undeserved gift. Jesus died for our sins, and that when we decide to follow him, we have eternal life. And there was a song that broke out inside of me, and I would just be so happy internally walking around campus. And one thing I realized is that achievement, even though it's important, it can never meet your deepest needs because we're all relational and we were made to know God. 
And I didn't know um, how I could have eternal life, but Jesus is the only religious leader who is not in the grave, and he overcame death. And so when I put my trust in him, I'm not musical, but I just had a new song in my life. And so that, that affected every part of my life. I started to enjoy people even more. It changed the way I was uh, speaking instead of cutting people down, and uh, it changed soccer for me. And a, a lot of things were changing at that time, and I was still uh, brand new in the faith, but uh, I was taking those first steps forward. We started a fellowship of Christian athletes, and I got involved in a lot of ministry, but I never thought that I'd be a pastor. So after graduation, I continued to play soccer. I ended up playing in Scotland. I played in Africa, and we went to Zimbabwe. And while we were there, uh, it was my friend Tommy Clark, who was my college roommate, and uh, he now leads grassroots soccer. But uh, as we, when we were there, we were tutoring students in our free time. And one of the reasons we went to Africa, because we had opportunities you know, to go to England and other countries, but we went to Africa and played there because we wanted to make a difference. We saw all the needs there from AIDS to uh, help that was needed in, in school. And then when we got to Zimbabwe, the people are so loving and warm, and I was learning so much from them, you know, how to be grateful in a setting where there was drought and, and famine and poverty. And so they, they just, uh, they lifted us up. And, and so in our time in Africa, I was playing soccer there for uh, the Highlanders and Bulawayo. And then uh, after a season, I developed uh, many uh, health complications that the, the cause was a drug I took to prevent malaria. It was a prescribed medication, and it built up toxic levels in my system. So I started to have uh, massive, intense headaches, sweats, chills, double vision, and uh, my energy level dropped from professional athlete to it was a struggle to get out of bed. And then emotionally, it was like a massive drug overdose. And the most serious complication was with my heart. So the drug inhibits the inhibitors in my heart, which is another way of saying that my heart wouldn't slow down. It would start to beat 160 beats a minute, uh, tachycardia, atrial flutter was another abnormality, and a murmur, and it would skip beats. It would just hurt during the day. And so I had to leave Africa, fly back to the U.S. We paid out of pocket. I went to Stanford, and the physician there said, you know, it could be 10 different things, but one of them could be this drug you took to prevent malaria. So we had the levels tested, center of disease control, and they confirmed toxic levels in my system. So that was brutal. I was close to death for a year. My parents would uh, literally set up like a baby monitor and just try to listen to me during the night to make sure I was alive, I was okay, and I uh, moved back into my parents' basement. And I was charting, you know, how many how much I could walk, five minutes, 10 minutes. And uh, that was, you know, for a couple years, it was intense recovery. It took about 10 to really recover. I would start writing down, you know, things I was thankful for, make a list of 10 things every day. And then also uh, during that time, I really started to pray to God and pour out my heart to him. My prayers before had been intellectual or theological or and, and they had never really been deep. See, my approach to handling challenges in life where you stuff it and then you get tough. So like when my parents got divorced, you know, just try to stuff that and, and work harder in school and grades and sports. And with this uh, health situation and this tragedy in my life, I couldn't just stuff that. It was too big. And I couldn't just tough my way through it or control anything. So I had to learn how to rely on God and how to ask for help from the Holy Spirit, how to pour out my heart to him. And it was a whole new way of walking through difficulties. God really taught me that 
uh, if there's anything good that was going to come out of my life, it would be a gift from him. If I'd be in my right mind, if I could help people. And he started to redirect me from soccer into ministry. And I started volunteering and helping with junior high students and mentoring them. At the same time, I I think it uh, brought humility into my life. And I realized what a privilege it is to to have life, to have breath, and even to live for Jesus. You know, it's not something we have to do. It's something we get to do. And so uh, God's grace was abundant. You know, first his grace to forgive all my sins. And, and then that helped me and forgive everyone fully. And then also his provision uh, in that recovery from such a serious illness. And so it was really step by step. Like I say, it took so many years. But as I look back on that journey, it's strange because I would not want anyone to have to go through something like that. But at the same time, some of the richest things in my life have come out of that same tragedy. And so God has a way of being able to bring out wonderful things out of the worst things that we go through. And not every valley is a wrong turn. And so, uh, you know, I continue to learn every day from the Lord, but uh, that's how God has guided me from rejecting him initially to starting to learn about him, but still having hundreds of questions to really it's his kindness and love and Jesus's power, who Jesus is. He's not only the greatest teacher ever, and uh, and many people would say that he's a prophet, he's a teacher. But one thing that stood out to me was when C.S. Lewis said he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. Because when anyone claims to be God's son, the Messiah, now there's only three options. You can't just call him a good teacher. Uh, you can't just call him, you know, a prophet. They're either lying, they're a lunatic, or they're actually the Lord. And so Jesus was patient with me. I put my trust in him. I never saw ministry coming, but it's also true that some of our greatest blessings in life are the unexpected ones. And so, uh, you know, my family, many of them don't follow Jesus. They had bad experiences in church, unfortunately. But uh, for me, it was like his love was too good not to say yes to And then I have seen many in my family put their trust in Jesus over the last 25 years. And so to be in ministry now, I feel like it's such a good fit. It's how God's made me and wired me, but it's not something that I originally saw coming. So I would just encourage anyone today to continue to trust God. He knows you. He made you. He will lead you. And even during the hard times, look for his grace in how he's providing for you, sustaining you, and encouraging you, because that's my story and that's what he's done. Bradley is the senior pastor at Grace Community Church in Auburn, Washington. Jesse hosts his own radio show and podcast called Activate and a brand new podcast and website, Exploring Faith, which you can visit at exploring-faith.com. Jesse's passion lies in evangelism and his prayer is that his story will help at least one person to know and understand how special a relationship with Christ really is. You've been listening to Unfolding Stories. Episode notes, transcripts and a picture of today's speaker can be found at our website unfoldingstories.org. Our sincere thanks go to all those who have volunteered to tell their story and share it with the world. 
and to you for listening and supporting this ministry. Unfolding Stories is an original podcast and ministry from Unfolding Faith and Tyndale House Publishers, one of the world's largest independent Christian publishing houses. To explore Christianity and many of the big questions we all have, visit Unfolding Faith at unfoldingfaithblog.com. That's unfoldingfaithblog.com. Please join us in the next episode of Unfolding Stories for more inspiring and relatable real-life testimony. Do you have a question, suggestion or story you'd like to share with the team at Unfolding Stories? Email us your thoughts at unfoldingfaithmail at gmail.com.